The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. The name of Bryant McGill that I came across, and Bryant McGill is considered um, a human potential expert. And he wrote this, he said, giving is the master key to success in all applications of life. And it was Maya Angelou, the American poet, and someone I consider to be an expert on the soul's potential, who said, when we give cheerfully and gratefully, everyone is blessed. And I couldn't help but wonder what would happen if we kind of created a giving mashup of their wisdom of Manila and Angelo, and so I kind of merged those two together. And here's how I think that would come out. Cheerfully giving and graciously accepting is the master key to excess as it allows for an expansion of pure divine energy where all feel blessed within effortless ease in every application of their journey. This thing that we call life is a flowing system, it's a circulatory system of spiritual energy that each and every one of you exists within and absolutely have an intricate role in maintaining and expanding. Maintaining and expanding. We maintain and expand this flowing system of spiritual energy by actively and consistently participating as the outlet, then the inlet for this flow of spiritual energy. And we're hoping that you caught the change-up in the wording just then. We maintain and expand this flowing system of spiritual energy within our journey by actively and consistently participating as the outlet, then the inlet, for this flow of spiritual energy. First the outlet, then the inlet. Alignment with this ever-expanding good of God is a spiritual effect of cheerfully giving of one's good. Cheerfully giving, giving unconditionally, giving because it just feels right. Giving as an unsolicited act of kindness and compassion. Giving for no other reason than because you can. That is the active maintenance of being in the flow. And if we're not maintaining that active maintenance of being in the flow, what happens if we don't maintain our piping at home? It gets clogged. It gets clogged, and what flows out tends to get rusty. As an individual maintains the act of giving, more of the good of the universe resonates with this energetic intent, and their consciousness effortlessly and organically expands so it may meet the passionate flow of source to express as even more.
This, of course, is how we expand the flow. Suffice it to say, with giving being both cause and effect of the energy of spiritual good, the energy, the feeling of being blessed, as Miss Angelo referred to it, is a feeling and knowing of being in alignment with source energy, an awareness of the ease of creative living. With the holidays upon us this season, let us maintain and expand our role in this flowing system of life by actively and consistently participating as the outlet, then the inlet for the stream of spiritual energy by knowing and practicing the awareness that giving is receiving. So we have a little holiday parable for you this morning. I, it's, it's really good. And the, the parable goes like this. Santa Claus is at the mall, right? And he's seen kid after kid after kid. And all of a sudden, this young, attractive, 20-year-old lady walks up and sits in Santa's lap. And he's very surprised by this because, you know, we all know that Santa doesn't usually take requests from adults. But Emily smiled at him very nicely, and so he asked her, so what do you want for Christmas? And, and Emily replied sweetly, well, what I really want is something for my mother. And Santa said, oh, that's very thoughtful of you. What would you like for your mother to have? And Emily answered, a son-in-law. <laughs> that's it again. So we kind of believe that Emily could benefit from hearing this morning's lesson because we have to be the outlet before we can be the inlet. If we're going to maintain source energy, if we're going to be in this consistent flow, we have to understand that our role is to first give them the energy that we wish to express, that we wish to, to receive. And this applies to every avenue of life. Sometimes that which we give, the benefit of what we receive might not be in direct relation to what we get. To what we get. So if we're just giving, because it feels good, because we're understanding that this law of cause and effect is wrapped up, resonated to the intention of that which we're giving. The intention because it Good. Not because we have to, not because we want to, not because somebody said it's right, but because it feels good. The universe resonates with that feeling. And more of that creative energy flows to us. And guess what? The universe is saying, you're the outlet. Spread it how you want. Spread it how you want. I said, you get to spread that energy to the various applications of your life, whether that's coming in the form or representing in the form of health, of love, of joy, of abundance, it doesn't matter. Esther Hicks said, there's nothing for you to go back and live over or fix or feel regret about. Every part of your life has unfolded just right. And so, now, Knowing all that you know from where you now stand, now what do you want? The answers are now coming forth to you. Go forth, enjoy, and get on with it. Get on with it. And I like this quote for today because, you know, 
there's a lot of angst around the holidays. People feel the pressure of having to get the right gift or go to the family gatherings or do those things that society says we have to do. And people say, you know, I just don't like the holidays because there's so much pressure. And I know it's supposed to be the spirit of giving and the season of goodwill, all that great stuff. But the holidays have never been good for me. Here's the deal. They're not operating in the now. Holidays of yesterday might not be great. The holiday today is going to be what you choose to make. This holiday season is going to be exactly what you choose to give to it. And what you receive from this holiday season is going to be congruent with what you chose to give. So think about that. If you can say, right now, I release any and all memories and all feelings about previous holidays and choose to operate at this moment now as the perfect, powerful, expressional source that I am, as the anointed living from the consciousness of pure Christ energy. How will that holiday unfold for you? How will this holiday be different from any holiday you've had in the past. Now, will Aunt Esther and Uncle Fred still take you off talking about politics at Christmas dinner? Probably. But you're going to be in a consciousness where, guess what? That will no longer bother you because you have chosen to focus your attention on something else. You have chosen to focus your attention on giving Uncle Fred and Aunt Esther, nothing but pure love. Pure love. In spite of their backwards thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Holmes wrote this. He said, Jesus spent much of his time communing with his own soul, for it is through our inner thought that we contact God. Out of the silence of his own soul came a direct revelation of his oneness with God, as the external Jesus gave way to the divine. The human took on the Christ spirit and became the voice of God to humanity, as the human gave way to the divine. Look, don't get caught up in the holiday acts. Get caught up in the holiday spirit. Get caught up in giving away that feeling of what the holiday is supposed to be and move into that feeling of creating the holiday that you know it can be. That you know it can be. And what does that look like for you? You know, Dan and I stopped buying holiday presents for each other years ago. Well, we choose now to maybe go to an after Christmas sub together. Why? Because we like to spend time with each other. For all of these years. At least that's my version. He might have one. <laughs> <laughs> if he does, you won't hear about it here. <laughs> you get to decide what this holiday looks like. You get to decide how you're going to express in this holiday season. We enjoy visiting with our friends. We enjoy doing the, these wonderful gatherings for the center and for 
lost and found. This year, Dan is saying, we're going to take the good China to lost and found. Have fun. <laughs> but that's his way of expressing the holiday spirit. And it's so not in alignment with typical societal expectations. What brings you joy? What brings you joy? And whatever that is, then set the intention to give that joy first. Why? Because you think the, in, the outlet first, then the inlet. Then the inlet. And that's the thing about giving and it being both cause and effect. When we're giving, what we're really giving is spiritual energy. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what gift you're giving, whether it's a dress or food or a hug, it's still the bottom line is energy. And that energy is wrapped up in the intent. And within the intent, in the intent is the powerful first cause to any and all things you choose to create. Any and all things you choose to create. So if you're creating just because this feels really good, guess what? The universe is going to tap into that feeling. And it's going to say, oh yeah, that's right. This does feel good. Let's go create some more. Get on with it. Get on So allow yourself to set intentions to give without any condition of receiving anything in return. Because when we do that, then guess what? The world is wide open. And we're operating from that level of Christ consciousness where all things are possible. All things are possible. Holmes said, today and every day let us honor the birth of the Christ consciousness which resides within each of us by communing with the divine. To embody a Christ consciousness means to be at one with all the creativity, all the love, all the peace of God, all the givingness of the Spirit in this holy instant. In this holy instant. So you cannot give and not be in alignment with source. You cannot give and not know that you're operating from a level of Christ consciousness. When you're giving freely, when you're giving unconditionally. Because you want to. Because it feels good. You know, I mentioned lost and found Got it twice now. And it's just such a powerful program. We have really assisted them over the years. Um, every once, once a month for dinners, bless you. Once a month for dinners, we um, created a program where, if I, in memory serves, we've probably created over 1,500 backpacks for the kids to have that come in with nothing to carry their belongings in. And this is our second year for doing a specific holiday function for them. Now, last year, the kids had a good holiday. The kids had a good holiday. Why? Because the people in this room are very generous. They had two full turkey dinners, two full ham dinners, and gift cards. You know what's happening right now? Where it stands right now today, because of the people in this room, because it feels good to give, they're going to have two tur turkey dinners, two ham dinners, and all the fixings, and more gift cards than they had last year. More gift cards than they had last year. Why? 
because it feels good. And what we want you to get across to you is you can take that calling that you have to express that givingness of spirit just for the intent of giving. Just for the intent of giving. And take that moment and say, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. For the knowing and the awareness that I am always the outlet as first cause to the powerful demonstrations of source expressing through the infinite of my consciousness. You don't give money to receive abundance. You give money to maintain being in the flow. You don't give someone a hug because you want to receive love. You give someone a hug because it is the divine nature within you to always express and be the loving activity of God to everyone who crosses your path. It's a huge difference in those intentions. Huge difference in those intentions. And so when we can let loose why we give, let loose of the rationales, let loose of the Christmas angst, we find that we're fully aligned with source. And it is in that alignment with source we realize our every action is demonstrable. Our every action is in alignment with source. Every thought or every vision is in alignment with source. Why? Because we embody the Christ consciousness, which is always creating something new by first being the outlet, then the inward. So I have a Christmas story for you this year. And it's different. It's different than years past. And I like it. And I know you're going to like it too. If you don't, well, that's okay. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Here it is. I was 10. The summer my dad helped me buy my first 10-speed bicycle from Father Allen. I put up $60 of my grass-cutting and shoveling money, and my dad put up the other half. I would pay him back in installments over the next six months. And although the kind of bike you'd expect a priest to have, gold, silver, slightly worn, no baseball cards in his pose, it was my ticket to the adult world. I spent the summer and autumn riding this as if to put Greg Lamont to shame. My sister Liz, a prisoner of her five-speed and banana seat, never had a chance to keep up. We've always been stuck with hand-me-downs from our older brothers and sisters, a few, a few of whom had notoriously, notoriously bad taste in bikes. <laughs> now, however, I was able to ride to every corner of town. In those heady days before one acquires a driver's license, a good bike is like a magic carpet. Just before the Christmas deadline to pay my dad back, we were hit with several snowstorms. This allowed me to shovel enough driveways to pay off my debt. I was now officially a bike owner. And it was a feeling unlike any other. It's important to note that while my mom and dad were fantastic parents, they couldn't be trusted with the awesome responsibility of buying appropriate Christmas presents. They were too quick to pass off gloves, sneakers, and shirts as presents. 
And while we might say a prayer over the baby Jesus in the manger on our way to church, he seemed too busy at that time of year to leave presents under the tree. So we outsourced our request for really good presents to Santa. Now for her family of seven, my mom developed a system in which she decorated the outside of seven large boxes with different types of wallpaper. We each had our own box that contained six presents, and we'd close our eyes and reach in to grab one when it was our turn. This cut down on hours of wrapping and satisfied my dad's naval sense of order. The OCD people really liked that. <laughs> the downside was we opened one present at a time so everyone could appreciate each other's gifts. Neither Liz nor I appreciated this system because we went last. After the obligatory ooze and ahs, each of us held up our present for family review, a process that averaged about five minutes or so. This meant Liz and I had to wait about 45 minutes between each presence. So patience was in short supply. When one of us pulled out a belt or a package of underwear, we see the, the entire time. My dad, a master showman, liked to keep a few of Santa's better presents for the end. On that fateful Christmas morning, he gave me a used portable record player. I was ecstatic. I was finally untethered from the family stereo that all of us fought over. Alas, my elation was short-lived after my dad called my sister to the kitchen. We have one more gift for you. He said this as he opened the door to, to lead to the garage. And there on the steps stood a brand new tin steam twin. I didn't hear her screams of joy. All I could hear was the sputtering of the engine of the lawnmower, the endless scraping of the metal snow shovel on the concrete. I had endured far too many hours of indentured servitude for my used bike that Santa could give Liz this sparkling machine less than a week later was a sign that he was losing touch. <laughs> could this cause be putting something in his food? I slumped onto the floor. My 10-speed chariot had turned into a pumpkin in the time it took my sister to hop on the gleaming leather seat. Let's go for a ride, Rob, she sung, and my dad holding the bike upright as she put her feet on the pedals. Too snowy to ride, I said, pushing the record player further away from me. The symbolism seemed lost on my dad. I see for the rest of the day, to the rest of the week. My dad was not to someone to whom we complained about presents, not if we ever wanted to see another one anyway, and Santa always seemed to lose interest after Christmas, rarely accepting returns or trades. That left the baby Jesus, but he wasn't answering my prayers either. I could tell because Liz, Liz's bike had not yet crumbled into a pile of <laughs> After a few weeks of watching me pack, 
my dad finally pulled me aside and asked, is everything okay? It's not fair, I whined. I worked so hard for my bike, and it's not even new. <coughs> then Liz gets a brand new bike as soon as I make the final payment. She didn't have to do anything for it. And my dad smiled. She didn't have to do anything for it because the gift is not really for her. And then he left the room. What do you mean by that? I don't want her bike. It had the burly bar that sloped down the ground and the flowery basket with handlebars. I could turn it in for a new set of action figures, I guess. But she's seen, she, but she's been on it every day since Christmas. And there's no way they'd let me take it back now. I eventually got over it, chalking it up to elevator. That body and nice list can't become cumbersome. By spring, Liz, Liz and I were riding all over town, and now she could keep up. Sure, I'd lose her on the steep slopes, but I always let her catch up when we did, went downhill. Initially, the youngest children of a large family form a bond out of necessity. Older siblings can be taxing. And there are only so many locked doors one can hide behind. Sometimes you need someone else in your foxhole with you. As we grew, Liz and I became true friends. We biked down to swim at the local pool, then put in seven miles to take free town tennis lessons together. We planned secret parties when my parents went on trips and played a game of who can leave the less gas in the tank when we finally got our driver's license. I relied on her to put names to faces when we were at parties, and she treated my best friends as her personal dating service. We ended up at the same college and even graduated the same year. I wasn't smart enough to figure out what my dad meant until years later. That brand new bike was not a gift for Liz. It was a gift for me. He had given me the gift of my sister's company, the ability to stay together rather than drift apart in the face of my ability to travel. He gave me my best friend. It's a gift I've treasured every day since. Our affirmation part this week is from Dr. Holmes, from the Christmas letter he wrote the ministers in the field in the last century. And it reads, He who gives half his meat to the hungry feels justified and is worn by a brutal sense of comradeship. He has established an actual unity between himself and other offspring of creation. What you choose to give during this holiday season or any part of your journey at any time of the year is exactly what you're choosing to receive. The universe does not know what you give. It only knows the energetic intent of that which is you, that which you're giving. This is why cheerfully given and graciously accepted is the master key to success as it allows for an expansion of pure divine energy where all the blessed and at ease in every application of their journey. Initially, 
rather than our story, was caught up in the effect of what he received. It wasn't until he was an adult with a lifetime of warm memories, he realized the powerful causation contained within the gift he received. Every gift of your soul, both the ones given and received, carry that same seed of causation. We may not always immediately recognize the effects of that particular causation, yet it's energy born out of alignment with source. And that is where we feel the expansive blessings of spirit, that sense of alignment, radiating, evolving, and lovingly expanding within our journey. What are you choosing to give this holiday season? Whatever it is, ask yourself the question why. Ask yourself the question why. Why am I giving this particular gift? Am I doing it out of sense, out of a sense of I want to do it because it feels good? Or is it out of a sense of obligation? I'm not going to suggest you don't give out of a sense of obligation. I because you know I am expecting a lot of stuff. But we are going to suggest that you take the time and refocus your consciousness. That you take the time and say, wait a second, my only core intent for this gift is to be that ever-expanding outlet for the universe. My only intent for this gift is to be that expression of love, creating all things new. See, we get wrapped up in this story about, in the holiday season, about what it means for the traditional holiday season, the traditional Christmas season, or Hanukkah season. And it doesn't matter what background you come from celebrating. You know what it's really about? It's about celebrating that awareness that everything comes forward in a consciousness of newness when we give way to the divine within us. Everything comes forward and with the possibility to be transformed. The possibility to be transformed. When we say and know ourselves as the light, the energy, the love and joy of God in this moment to be expressed, you can renew any and all eggs this holiday season by simply setting the intention to do an affirmative prayer for it to be a better holiday season. You can do something new if you want. Take a new action. Go feed the homeless. Come join us Friday night. Call up those folks you haven't spoken to in a while. And just say, hey, I want to see how you're doing. The gift that you give does not need to be wrapped. It does not need to be expensive. It just needs to be you. The real you. The Christ you. The God you. The love you. When you give that, that makes for the most wonderful holiday ever. Because I believe that the holiday is wonderful. And so are you. And so am I. And so is our lesson.
Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.